We are live. Peace, peace, family. It is your boy, Mario Quinn, here at Level Up Studios with yet another Level Up podcast. Uh, Just super excited for the day. Uh, We have a a very special guest in today uh, who came to chop it up with us. It's our boy, Ashe Snefru. You know what I'm saying? Peace, peace, peace. What's good? What's good? God's in the building. What's going on? Yes, yes. Long time, homie. Uh, yeah, just super inspired by this guy. Uh, I remember meeting you, bro, back in the day. Me and uh, me and Dell, we did that interview. It was conscious right, right, of shit, right, right. but Dell thought it was a good idea to get high. <laughs> and so I got too high, family, and uh, yeah, I just couldn't. The words weren't coming out right, in the right. way that I wanted them to. But I was extremely impressed with uh, Ashe because uh, he was a young dude. Extremely conscious, extremely intelligent, and uh, able to articulate himself in such a way um, that yeah, it just we just kicked off as friends, and and we have been inspiring each other in our own journeys uh, for a really long time. So um, welcome, Ashe. Uh, how how you feeling today, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's good to be here. You know, dope, dope. We, we doing it. Um, we got a lot to talk about. So, right. You know, whatever. I'm gonna let you take the. I'm gonna let you, <laughs> take, let you the, take, the take the lead on yeah. this. So, I could, so you know. um, yeah. So um, why don't you? You know, what I mean, tell the people about you, your background, like where you come from. Um, you know, and how you got to where you are without going into too much detail about what you do. Mm-hmm. But just like what like who is Ashe? You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what we want to know. All right. Um man, it's crazy because like as an artist, it's like damn, you like you always get to a point where you want people to ask you about your shit. I interview myself every day in the mirror, so you know, it's it's weird when people ask me questions mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um uh yeah, so my name's Ashe. Um uh, Ashe Snefru, um, Ashe being like, I chose that name for myself, that's not my born name, but it's a name that I chose, it's from the Yoruba culture, you know what I'm saying, and, and it's in um, uh, connection with giving praise and how honor to um, our ancestors, you know what I'm saying, to the universe and to everything in honor, so I right, feel like right. I want to walk in honor and in praise, you know what I'm saying, okay. and uh, Snefru, he was, uh, I think, the first African man to build the pyramids. He built the Red Pyramid, the Step Pyramid, and the Ben Pyramid. Wow. Um, his son Khufu and his grandson built the bigger tombs in, in in the city right now to where like they got it's more perfect. Mm-hmm. But he laid the most stone on the ground. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So in Good. my lifetime, I wanted to be like, you know, I laid the most stone on the ground for the next generation and the people after me okay. to go further. You okay. know what I'm saying, bro. That's dope. So so you're. 
you're the type that kind of keeps legacy in the forefront. Right. Like, how, how can I lay down my foundation? How can I pave the way for other people coming Facts. behind me? Facts. Okay. That's Facts. dope, bro. So, as I know, you are uh, what a lot of people would call a serial entrepreneur. Serial. Uh, you and we are, was there wasn't a lot of yeah, people using yeah, that. Yeah, there was only yeah. me, you, and a couple other people <laughs> using that for, 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 for like we a couple years. Yeah, we yeah, were right. heavy with it. So, um, I, I kind of want to talk about like just you know just hearing what you're saying about your name and how that kind of shaped um, who you are as a person. I kind of want to dive into what it is that you have done. Like let, let's 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 unpack your resume, yeah. if we will. All right, um, we can do so that. So like, let's talk about like, yeah, man. So what are some 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 significant jobs you've had, um, business ventures and right. whatnot, and things that have kind of um, kind of gotten you to where you are or uh, motivate you to be in the place that you are. Right yeah. Now? So I, I I had a um a pretty interesting life. Um, you know, I grew up in uh, Garfield in Pittsburgh. That's on the east side. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, basically, when I was 17, um, I ended up meeting a man through a mentorship program at my high school. Um, he ended up being uh, Stephen Massaro, the Stephen Massaro. Uh, his family owns the Massaro Corporation. It's a real estate and development firm in Pittsburgh. It's one okay. of the biggest in the state. And um, uh, him and his family owned it. Um, when I met him, I thought that, you know, he, I, I originally thought that he, um, was just a worker for the company, but no, he actually owned it. Oh wow! So he was my mentor. He actually would take me to his marketing rooms, to his office, mm. and um, he basically would mentor me. Like you know, he'd have his marketing team would be showing him projections on things, mm. and he would stop the whole meeting and ask me what I thought about it, mm. and and you know, and I would tell them what I thought about whatever right. they were doing, right, you know, right, and right. he he'd be like, y'all see, y'all see what he's saying, y'all need to do this, mm-hmm. and like that always gave me the encouragement, you know what I'm saying? I'd learned how to do business plans because he made his marketing team show me how. Mm. He made like four or five people show me how to do it. Mm. So I never forgot that, you know, and um, you know, I met a lot of people, you know, I met a lot of different um, millionaires and people that own companies in Pittsburgh that um, a lot of people wouldn't have met at my age. Right. Um, and only I can only do that in Pittsburgh because a lot of people left the city in the 80s. Okay. So there was a there's 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 a big gap, you know, the, you know, um, trying to connect to an executive that mm-hmm. owns a million dollar company is right. actually quite possible in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because so many people left. So there wasn't no middleman, you know, uh, it was just straight connect. You right. know, I met a lot of people straight just connect wise. And I, and I was going to ask you about that cuz I was I was interested in finding out like how like how that relationship started like what like i don't know if i, I missed that part no well well, well um it was kind of strange uh there was a lady in there her name's miss bay okay. um she had a, a honor rolls like mentorship type program okay. and um you had to be picked for it they was trying to get me in it my freshman and junior year okay. my freshman and so- uh, okay, sophomore yeah, yeah, year yeah, yeah, but i, I didn't want to do it. i didn't know what it was right right one day they had because they had pizza every time they have the the <laughs> meeting so i walked in there right, and i wanted like, some pizza and the kids was like no miss bay he's not supposed to be in here. He's not supposed to be in here. And mm-hmm. she was like, baby, just come and get a piece of pizza. At the time, I told her I wanted to start an art gallery, ironically. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I need to pair you up with uh, Steven. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't even know who that was. Mm-hmm. We got together and he had a suit and I just, whatever. You know, I thought he just worked for something. Right. He was so astonished of this, like, I made like this 35 paper 
business plan. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had images and projections and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really scattered, but he was so impressed that he just took me under his ring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was in the hood. He was coming picking me up in the hood, in right. his so car. He, so he saw something in you. He did. Okay. You know, took me to his house. Yeah. I seen his crib, introduced me to his family. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I you know, I never seen a mansion before until right. he showed me. You right. know what I'm saying? It was like, whoa, you know, and, and he was riding with me, you yeah. know. Um, anything I wanted to do, he didn't question it. He was like, if you want to do it, we're going to do it. Right. And this is an Italian dude, white dude, mm. you know, twice my age. Mm. He just loved black people so much right. that he wanted to do as much as he could to help. Now, did he express his love for black people or did you, is that something that you felt? It was raw. Like he, okay. he told me to my face. He said, "I wish I could have a company where just all black people worked at it." Uh, <laughs> he hey, said that, that would be a beautiful it, company. It, it, um, that would be Wakanda. No, forever. for sure, for sure, for sure. You know. Right. So um, from him, learned how to do uh, you know, I learned how to do business plan writing. Um, then uh, another one of my mentors was uh, Jill Wadsworth from Carnegie Mellon University. Okay. Um, I wanted to act, and um. You know, I was actually in an acting class with a lot of people who do a major things now, like mm -hmm. Melissa Clark, Carter Redwood. Mm -hmm. I was in an acting class with these people, mm -hmm. and they went to performing arts schools. I didn't. You know, she liked me. She just put me in, and next thing I know, she invited me to um to the Theater of Bawal, which at Carnegie Mellon University is mm -hmm. a um theater workshop program. Mm -hmm. So I was there for seven summers. The um, I wanted to act, but by the end of that first summer. I, I found out that my writing was more stronger than my mm. acting. And I wrote one play and in 2010. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, they've been doing it every summer. Okay, um, cool. They've invited me back um, and I directed it set for seven years straight. But the last three, four years, I haven't directed okay. it. Okay, so, so you were pretty young. This is, was this high school? Or yeah, this was high school. Okay. This, was, this was my junior year in high school. Okay, dope, yeah. dope. That is excellent, bro. Like, super dope so far. Um, so what... Going from that, you had a mentor, you had somebody who educated you, mm -hmm. you know, for free, basically, right. showed you like, yo, this is how you write a business plan, this is how uh, a marketing room runs, whatever. Right. Um, how, how did that propel you forward and what, what blossomed out of that? What ideas or projects or businesses um, came out of that relationship? Um. So uh, there was like a time period where it was a rough time in my life, you know, from about 19 to about 21. That's when I was in his under his wing. Okay. And um, I wanted to start a lot of businesses, you know, construction companies, whatever. I just wanted to be successful. Mm -hmm. But it was like, you know, my ideas they weren't trying to run with because mm -hmm. by this time we were clicking up with other people who he had got to help me with my ideas mm. <laughs> he had got other people to help me with my ideas right. and they were kind of like you know you know some of my ideas they didn't like like as much okay. and they were right i mean you know some of them didn't make money right. i wanted to do a recording studio i wanted i wanted to do a lot of things mm -hmm. but um uh you know i was kind of frustrated but it kind of being like okay like they basically told me that they can't necessarily help me start a business, but they told me how to move. And they basically mm -hmm. said, listen, you need to get money so you can put into your art. Okay. So either get a good job or go to school and get a degree or get a license or whatever. So what I ended up doing was getting a cooking certificate at uh, Pittsburgh Community Kitchen okay. and getting jobs through that, which I was really thankful because I can go to any kitchen and get a job now right. because of that. Right, right. And that also helped me fund my music. Right. So I didn't leave with like... 
when I was in the mentor, because I was in a mentorship program called Dream Makers. Mm-hmm. But I, once I left that program, being around 2021, I was like, you know what? Um, you know, I, 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 I want to focus on my music. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do music. Mm-hmm. And um, from 21 to about 25, I was basically trying to figure out what I want to do and how I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How, what, how do I go about doing it? Right, right. And then at 25, you know, I... Um, Started, you know, uh, started my lounge, you know, started the Flow Lounge, you know, okay. uh, which yes. was the Flow Lounge. And I wanted to get into the Flow Lounge, but not just yet. Um, I kind of want you were talking about getting your uh, chef's certificate or cooking mm-hmm. certificate. Um, let's talk about Dollar Veggie. Tell the people about uh, what Dollar Veggie is, how you got to come up with that idea, like what was your um, your motivation or inspiration behind that um, and, and where it is now? Um, so uh, Dollar Veggie is a business I started with a friend of mine um, in 2015, the summer of 2015. Um, you know, basically it just came from me going into more of the vegan vegetarian lifestyle and I couldn't find a place that had vegan food. Right. You know, right. there was vegan options, but nobody was vegan directly. Mm. So it was like, you know, I was like, man, I wish I could go someplace that just... I could just go get some beans and rice and just rock like that. Right. And my man was like, yo, you should make that. You should do that. Mm. And then we end up doing it, you just know. Made it happen. Yeah, we end up selling out, you know. We were open for like four days. I took some like income tax money, mm. bought all this food stuff, and we sold out, you know. And mm. then people really remember me a lot from selling right. food as well. And were you, were you selling? So how were you selling? Were you like outside vending? I was outside. Yeah, I was vending. Mean? I was in front of Jamil's on Penn Avenue, okay. which is like a culture shop. I was out front of there. Um, Leon Ford. Who um, uh, you know the young man that got shot by the police? Um, he had a rally and he let me come and then, okay. and I don't even think the food was that good, but it just was right. like you know the they were showing love and you know <laughs> right. like, I was coming through. Right. You know right. I had some beans and rice. They right. was letting me do my thing, right. and people just supported it. You know right. what I'm saying? Black people supported it. White people supported it. Right. So um, I mean, you know, and, and it's low cost too, and so that has to play a big right. role in the, the fact that you're able to get something that's good for you that doesn't cost fucking ten dollars like a fucking right fucking mediterranean from fucking whole foods right you know for sure and yeah. i and i got that knowledge from guys that i knew in the streets mm-hmm. you know my friends in the streets were vegan mm-hmm. you know the street guys that were like moving a certain way my life ended up changing from like having corporate mentors mm-hmm. to like i found myself being surrounded by a lot of older street mentors mm-hmm. who took me under their wing too okay you know guys that did a lot of amazing things in the streets and knew that I wasn't in the streets but they taught me how to move you know mm-hmm. taught me how to um how to um you know be successful um and how to use my mind and that's how I got into you know just a culture with like the five percent nation and okay. being with the gods and the earth you know what I'm saying it's because it came from you know this is what we doing you know right. what I'm saying we doing mathematics right. we eating vegan right. you know what I'm saying and you know um, anybody that knows anything about supreme mathematics like you know the father of Allah you know he started that in New York in the streets mm. so most of the people that were five percenters when they first started out were street guys mm. so this is a warrior culture right, you know what right, I'm saying right. um, it's for everybody but it's not for everyone mm. you know what I'm saying so I I was learning from people who was living like this to survive. Right. You know what I'm saying? They were living like this because this is how we survive. This right. is our culture. And so do you think this was more of a, a mental grounding or it is there... Uh, 
a spiritual component to it? Like, is this a mental, like, a way of thinking? Right. Or is it a way of, like, existing and being, whole, like, whole? Well, like, I think you know I mean? think for me in 2013, I, I feel like I, there was, like, a real spiritual awakening time in my life. There mm-hmm. was, like, a real consciousness for me. I was changing what I was believing or what I thought was true. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing that it wasn't. Around 2014, 2015 was when... I started to be around people who had a more mental strength mm-hmm. um, and who had a mental culture. Right. And it was different. You know, when I learned about Supreme Mathematics, it wasn't coming from just people who just was talking about it. You know, these guys got Rolexes on their wrists and they telling me, yo, I got this in the streets because of Supreme Mathematics. Right. They wasn't telling me to get into the streets, mm-hmm. but they was telling me that if you do things in order, you can manifest your reality. So for me, I always knew that Supreme Mathematics was very powerful because I seen people manifest manifest their reality right. in a strong way right. on a daily basis. So would, so would you say it's it's a code of conduct? Well, Supreme Mathematics is is orderly. You know, okay. it's it teaches you, you know, knowledge, wisdom, understanding is is how to manifest things, you know, and that's why it helped me so much because I always had great ideas, mm-hmm. but in the order in which I go about executing my ideas, mm-hmm. I needed that. You know, you can't go nine, three, two, seven. Right. Everything's one, two, three, four, five. Right. You know, and so it has to be. In, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, so there has to be there has to be balance and intention. Like you have to intentionally do things in order to make the next thing happen. Right. Basically. Okay. Right. And this is what I needed because for me to to execute some of my my goals and my ideas that are very powerful, mm. that means nothing if I can't execute them well. Right. If I can't do things in order to have them right. manifest. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I need Supreme Mathematics. That, that, that reminds me of a quote. Uh, it's something like, uh, what is it? Knowledge, knowledge without action isn't power. You know, uh-huh. or, or knowledge with action is power as opposed to knowledge mm-hmm. is power. It's like mm-hmm. you can know something, but exactly. if you don't use what you know it, in life, then right. you just that's just wasted information. You right. know what I mean? Because you're not applying it. And so and that's the, I, could, I could dig that. Yeah, because that's the world we live in. You know, we right. live in a world now where either people know you know, they 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 say they 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 say they know a lot, mm. but their life doesn't project what they say they know. Right. Or either they do know what they're talking about, but they don't apply it. Right. So in a lot of ways, they're still invalid it's in a, it's their like, actions. It's, it's you like know? theory. It's like I'm gonna do a research project on urban education, mm. but I'm not gonna actually get on the ground and do something about right. the issues. Right. Right. And this is the culture of America. That's crazy. This is how we, you know, this is how people living on a daily, That's and it's crazy. because you know one of my uh, one. Of my older bros, you know, from the streets always told me, you know, you know, um, you're three things, you know, you're three things, you're who you are, you're who you think you are, and you're who you want to be. Mm. And if you ever get those lines blurred, you could find yourself in a dangerous situation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're doing right now in America. We living in a lot of dangerous situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we got a lot of lines blurred. Whatever. Right. Well, that's the word, word, family. Super dope. Well, this podcast was so good. We had to break it up into parts. So please look out for part two after listening to this. Just want to say thanks again for tuning in to the Level Up podcast hosted by none other than your boy, Mario Quinn. Peace. Peace.